According to the Torah, the Mechatos, which is the solution that contains the Poraduma ashes, although, of course, their ultimate purpose is in order to purify people from the most severe impurity that exists, the impurity from a dead body, nevertheless, the Mechatos itself is actually also a source of impurity. Anybody who touches the Mechatos not for the purpose of being purified would actually become impure, and in order to be purified, they would need to go to the mikvah, immerse themselves in a collection of natural rainwater, and according to the strict letter of the law, this only applies as long as the mechatos is valid. If the mechatos becomes invalidated, then it's no longer considered to be mechatos, so it would no longer be a source of impurity. Nevertheless, Midra Bonon, the Chachomim introduced a stringency that even once the mechatos becomes invalidated, it still remains a source of impurity, but only with regards to things like truma and carbonis, which can become tome even from lower levels of impurity, and that need to be guarded more from impurity. With regards to those things, we still consider the mechatos to be a source of impurity. And because of that, mechatos shenifslu, if the mechatos, the water into which the ashes of the paraduma have been added, if that becomes invalidated in one of the ways that have been taught in this parak, for example, if an animal drinks from it, or if something else gets mixed in with the mechatos, one shouldn't mix it with cement in order not to cause harm or damage to others, because people won't necessarily realize that the cement is now impure, at least with regards to truma and other sanctified items, sanctified food, and somebody who touches the bricks that are made from that cement, Midrabona will be considered tome for the laws of truma, and therefore one should not use these the, the mechatos for this purpose, because people won't realize that it is a source of impurity. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Botlu, the mechatos is nullified. Once the water is mixed in with cement, we don't consider the cement to have water inside of it. It's true that there's water there, but it's no longer considered to be a substance in and of itself, so we no longer view it as being mechatos, so the rabbinic stringency no longer applies. And therefore it won't be a source of impurity, so there's no problem of using that water for the cement. On a similar note, parashashosas mechatos, a cow that drinks mechatos, as soon as the cow drinks it, obviously the water becomes invalidated, and now the water is inside of the animal's body. So as long as the animal is alive, it cannot be tome. Anything that is alive cannot really be impure, except for a human being in certain situations. However, if the cow is then slaughtered that day, as soon as the cow is slaughtered, it can become tome. And since there is mechatos inside of the animal's body, and it is now fit to be impure, the meat of the cow will become impure if it is slaughtered in the next 24 hours, because that's how long it takes for the water to be fully digested. And within 24 hours, we are still able to view the water as being there, as being mechatos, and that would make the animal impure, the meat impure. However, Rabbi Huda says, the mechatos is nullified in all of the other liquids that are in the animal's stomach, and therefore as soon as it has been swallowed by the animal, it is no longer viewed as being mechatos, so it wouldn't be a source of impurity at all. Mishnevov, there was a story that once occurred with somebody who transported mechatos across a river. 
Mechatos and also some ashes of the Paraduma that were by themselves, and he transported them in a boat. And later on, after this Mechatos was used to purify people, it emerged that there was a piece of a dead body that was in the bottom of the ship, which meant that the entire ship essentially was filled with impurity. And that impurity was transferred to the Mechatos and to the ashes of the Paraduma, which meant that they were impure and obviously unfit for use. And because of the widespread ramifications of this occurrence, the Chachomim saw it fit to decree that one of the added levels of protection of the Mechatos is that it cannot be transferred across a river in a way that is similar to being transferred in a boat. So the Mishnah says, Mechatos ve'ifrachatos, the water that has been mixed with the ashes of the Paraduma, as well as the ashes themselves, before they have been mixed with water, one cannot transport them across a river in a boat, or to allow them to float on a raft across the water. That is also similar to a boat. And he can't even stand on one side of the river and throw them in a container to the other side of the river. Because to a certain extent, that is similar to them being transferred across the river via a boat. However, he is able to do it in an unusual way. He is able to walk across the river, across the water, wading his way through uh, up until his neck, so his head is still above the water, and he's not swimming, he's just walking across the water, holding the mechatas, or the ashes, above the water. This is not considered to be a regular way of going across the river and transporting things, and therefore it is not included in the rabbinic stringency. And in fact, all of the stringency that the Rabbonon instituted is specifically with regards to the mechatas and the ashes, because that was what occurred in the story. However, either somebody who is pure for the sake of fulfilling and performing the procedure of the Paraduma, he is able to walk through and to swim through or to go on a boat across the river, and he will remain pure. We are not concerned that he possibly became Tommy on the way. And if in his hands he is holding a utensil that has been purified for the sake of use of the Paraduma procedure, or if he is holding onto water that have not yet been sanctified with the ashes, but it is natural water that is set aside for use of the Paraduma. All of these other things, we are not actually objectively concerned that they became impure. And the rabbinic stringency only applies specifically to those parts, the, the mechatos and the ashes that were involved in that occurrence, that was the reason for their stringency. Mishazai, we learned at the beginning of this parak, the beginning of this chapter, an argument between the Chachomim and Rebiliezer with regards to Mechatos, into which fell some regular water. According to the Chachomim, all of the Mechatos is considered to be invalid Midrabonon, in case the person comes to sprinkle just the minimum amount, a tiny amount of water, onto the person who is being purified. And since some of that water is possibly invalid water, we cannot know for sure that enough valid water was sprinkled onto the person. However, Eliezer is not concerned because as long as even a tiny amount of the valid water is sprinkled onto the person, that is enough in order to purify him.
This Mishnah brings a ramification of that same argument. Valid ashes that are the ashes of the Paraduma that get mixed up with regular burnt ashes. And then they are added into the water. We follow the majority in terms of impurity. That is to say, if the majority of the ashes are Paraduma ashes, so then we view the entire mixture as being according to its majority, as if it's Paraduma ashes. And when Paraduma ashes are added to the water, so now it's considered to be Mechatos. However, Midrabonon, they are invalid because it contains some invalid ashes. So the part of the mixture that contains invalid ashes, that leads to a concern, according to the Chachomim, that only a tiny amount of water is going to be sprinkled onto the person, and part of it will be the invalid ashes. So it cannot actually be used for Mechatos, and that automatically means that the Mechatos is now impure, just like any Mechatos that is invalidated. The point of the Mishnah is that even though in this case the Mechatos never became valid, because as soon as the ashes were added to the water, already from that point it was invalid, nevertheless the rabbinic stringency still applies, and this is like any invalid Mechatos that is a source of impurity. Now, if the majority of the ashes were regular ashes, so then, even according to the Chachomim, it would not be a source of impurity, because we don't look at it as being Paraduma ashes at all. Now, as we mentioned, the Emekadshin boy, the Mechatos is not fit for actually using it to purify people, because, according to the Chachomim, the fact that it contains a part which is invalid ashes is a problem. However, Rebeliezer says, Mechadshin Bekulon, you can use all of the water to to purify people. Because again, according to Rebeliezer, the fact that a tiny amount of it is invalid is not a problem, because the water does contain enough valid ashes to consider all of it as mechatos. Mishnah Ches, this Mishnah elaborates on that which we learned in Mishnah Hey, mechatos shenifsalu, mechatos which become invalidated, metamimesatar truma makes somebody who is pure in terms of the law of truma. It would make such a person impure. Meaning, Midrabonon, we'd still consider the solution to be impure, but only with regards to the laws of truma and other sanctified food, like the meat of korbanai sacrifices. And this applies beyodov uvagufai, whether the person touches the mechatos with his hands or with any other part of his body. Now, interestingly, although in general the laws of Paraduma are more stringent in terms of how careful we need to be about it becoming impure, over here it's actually more lenient. And the reason for this is because real valid Mechatos, although they are a source of impurity for anybody who touches them, with regards to the laws of Mechatos themselves, it is not impure. If somebody is carrying out the procedure of the Paraduma and they come in contact with the Mechatos, they are not considered to be impure for that purpose. If they would be, then they, then they wouldn't be able to perform the procedure of Paraduma. Be as it may, the stringency Midrabonon to consider the Mechatos as still being impure, even once they are invalid, cannot be more strict than when the Mechatos are actually a source of impurity Midraisa. And therefore the Mishnah says, Vesatar Lechatos, somebody who is pure in terms of carrying out the procedure of the Paraduma, he will not become impure if he touches the mechatos that became invalidated, whether he touched them with his hands or if he touched them with any other part of his body. That having been said, nitma'u, if the mechatos becomes impure, they don't just become invalidated, but they actually have contact with a source of impurity. 
So then they are considered to be just like any impure liquid. Now, Midorabonon, an impure liquid, but makes a person impure. However, this only applies if somebody touches it with his hands. Midorabonon, a person who touches with his hands a tommy liquid, becomes impure. So the same applies over here. This water would make somebody who is pure for the t- in terms of the laws of truma, he would become Tomei whether he touches it with his hands or with his body, because this is just like any invalidated mechathos. The fact that it is impure doesn't make it any better. So just like any invalidated mechathos, it would make the person impure regardless of how he touches it. But Vesatar Lachatos, somebody who is pure in terms of the laws of the Pora Aduma, in which case we learned that he would not become impure at all by touching the Mechatos, which are invalidated. However, over here, the Mechatos are impure, so it's just like a person who touches any Tomei liquid. So if he touches it with his hands, Biyodov, then he would become impure. And the Lebegufe, but not if he touches it just with a different part of his body, because the rabbinic stringency that states that if somebody touches Tommy liquid, he becomes impure, only applies if you touch it with your hands.